Self-care is not selfish. Once again, self-care is not selfish. In fact, it can actually help us be better parents. Self-care in the eight dimensions of wellness. That's our topic on this episode of Win This Year. Drugs and alcohol. Bullying. Unhealthy relationships. Depression. Internet safety. Substance use. Body image. Self-injury. Suicide. Anxiety. Social media. Kids. Pre-teens. Parenting. Middle school. High school. Adolescents. Teens. Coping skills. Self-care. Relationships. Strategies. Life skills. Prevention. Solutions. Help. Hope. Leadership. Insight. Information. Inspiration. You're listening to Win This Year, the official podcast of Not My Kid, a prevention nonprofit focused on inspiring positive life choices by helping kids, parents, families, and those who work with youth. Informative, interesting, inspiring. Win this year. Welcome to Win This Year. I'm Shane Watson, public information officer and prevention specialist for Not My Kid. As parents, our natural instinct is to put our kids first and ourselves somewhere after when it comes to making sure needs are met. We often sacrifice our own well-being and set aside even the most basic of personal needs for the benefit of our kids. It's understandable because as a parent, your children should be your priority. However, as well-intentioned as this practice is, it can not only be counterproductive, but can actually end up negatively affecting our kids as well as us. It's hard to be the best parent you can be if your own life is out of balance. That's why self-care is so important, especially during the holidays when stress can intensify, and also near the end of a year like 2020 that has been incredibly challenging in many ways. When you hear the phrase self-care, what comes to mind? Often the first thoughts related to self-care are regarding diet and exercise, Physical health is definitely important, but it's only one of many factors involved with overall well-being. In fact, according to SAMHSA, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, there are eight primary dimensions to optimize an individual's overall holistic wellness. Emotional, spiritual, intellectual, physical, environmental, financial, occupational, and social. The more pieces of this framework that we can put into place correctly, securely, and consistently for ourselves, the healthier we will be overall, and the more we will be able to meet the needs of our kids and family. Let's start with emotional wellness. Emotional wellness is the ability to cope with stress, express your emotions in a healthy way, respect the feelings of others, and feel positive about your own life. Simple steps that can be taken to be intentional about self-care in this dimension include practicing gratitude, identifying and recognizing your own emotional triggers, establishing clear and healthy personal boundaries, and being conscious of what emotions you're feeling and what kind of self-talk you engage in. We need to be aware of the monologue that's playing in our head. Spiritual wellness is finding a sense of meaning and purpose in life and defining your own core beliefs and values. It also involves a sense of awareness regarding your relationship to the world around you. If you're a person of faith, self-care in the realm of spiritual wellness can involve prayer, reading your sacred texts, fellowship with those who share your faith, 
and intentional connection with your higher power. For those who don't follow a particular faith, spiritual wellness can be improved through meditation, time spent unplugged from life's distractions, and time outdoors. Intellectual wellness involves expanding our knowledge and skills, sharing our knowledge and skills, opening our minds to new ideas, and then engaging in creative and mentally stimulating activities. Maintaining wellness in this area can include things like reading books, playing challenging games, learning new languages, listening to intellectually engaging podcasts, hopefully we're one of those, and learning how to play a musical instrument or working to pick up a new skill. As little as 30 minutes each day of intentional intellectual engagement can have a positive effect. So this is very doable. 30 minutes a day can make a difference. Physical wellness is caring for the body in order to be healthy now as well as in the future. It's probably obvious. This includes a focus on exercise, nutrition, hydration, and adequate sleep. Sleep is crucial, and a lot of us don't get enough of it. Steps you can take to ensure self-care in the physical dimension include eating healthy, which means uh, incorporating plenty of fresh fruits and vegetables, maintaining a consistent exercise schedule at least 30 minutes a day, being intentional about getting adequate sleep, as, as I mentioned a moment ago, including, by the way, ending electronics use at least two hours prior to bedtime, uh, somewhere between 90 minutes and two hours, ideally, spending time outdoors, reducing your exposure to stressful situations, like taking a break from watching or reading the news, especially this year. Know where your limit is when it comes to watching or reading the news. And then strengthening your immune system. Strengthening your immune system is always important, how much more so than during the COVID era. Now, keep in mind that regular exercise does not require access to a gym, which may not be feasible during these COVID-19 shutdowns. Exercise can be as simple as going for a walk, a run, a hike in your neighborhood, or, or doing bodyweight exercises like push-ups, sit-ups, crunches, or yoga in your own home. Environmental wellness. That's understanding how the various environments that you encounter, whether natural, built, social environments, can affect your health and well-being, and being intentional about creating a positive environment for yourself. Ways to do this include organizing and decluttering your living space, your workspace, improving the air quality in your environment with potted plants, adjusting lighting by using bulbs that create less harsh light, reducing unnecessary noise and distraction in your environment, and taking periodic breaks from your work environment to get up and get outside. A lot of times until we take the time to think about our environmental wellness, we may not even notice how the sound around us is, is affecting us. The lighting, especially if you're in a situation where you've got a lot of fluorescence around you, if you have the option to shut the fluorescence off in an office space, for example, and turn on a standard bulb on a desk lamp, even little pieces like that, the more than we can put in place, can make a big difference. Financial wellness involves managing your resources in order to live within your means and feel satisfaction with your current and future financial situations. This one is particularly important to be conscious of during the holidays, when Black Friday and pre-Christmas sales can make it very tempting to spend beyond your budget. Steps you can, steps you can take 
to maintain your financial wellness includes setting realistic financial goals and budgets, planning for short and long-term needs, making informed and researched financial decisions, not comparing your financial situation with that of others, and asking for professional help with sorting out the challenges that we encounter. Occupational wellness, occupational or vocational wellness, that requires participating in work that provides personal satisfaction and life enrichment that are in alignment with our values, our goals, and our lifestyle. Given the large percentage of our lives that we will spend at work, finding a job or a career that allows us to be occupationally healthy is crucial, and it can have a profound effect on many of the other dimensions of wellness. Achieving occupational wellness involves working in an industry, career, and company that you find meaningful and rewarding, working in a supportive and healthy environment, creating connections with your coworkers and supervisors, and maintaining a healthy work-life balance. If your current profession and position meet all of your occupational needs, with the exception of feeling like you're contributing something truly meaningful to the world, you might consider also volunteering for an organization or community group whose mission you find important. So if you like your job, you love your job, it's helping you pay the bills, it's not causing you undue stress, you have good work-life balance, etc., but you're not feeling like it has that purpose that you're seeking, you may not need to look at switching jobs or careers. It may just be a matter of making a point to find that type of fulfillment elsewhere. So we can do both. Social wellness. Maybe last in this podcast, maybe last on the list, but it is certainly not least. Humans are social animals and require connection with others in order to truly thrive and maintain overall wellness. In fact, a healthy social wellness dimension can sometimes be a safety net for us when our other dimensions of wellness may be lagging behind. Social wellness is based on developing a sense of connection, belonging, and a well-developed support system. Ways to achieve this include creating and maintaining healthy friendships and relationships, seeking to make at least one new social connection daily or, or at least weekly, seeking advice from peers and support groups, joining a book club or another group, doing random kind things for others, allowing others to do kind things for you. A lot of us need to get better at that. And knowing when to end a particular social connection in order to maintain your personal boundaries and health. Sometimes social wellness uh, isn't about the relationships we create. Sometimes it can be about knowing which relationships to sever, to end, recognizing people who are an emotional or mental drain on us and putting in place those, those firm, healthy, personal boundaries and knowing when to call it over. Achieving and maintaining wellness in these eight dimensions isn't complicated but it does require effort. However, the benefits by far outweigh the costs. Not only can we implement these concepts and suggestions into our own lives as parents, we can teach them to our kids while serving as a model for how they work. That will not only set us up for less stressful holidays, but for a healthier, 
more well-balanced life in general. And that may be the best gift we could possibly give our kids. As always on Win This Year, we'd like to give you some resources in case you are facing a mental or behavioral health challenge or you're helping someone who is. You can reach the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline by calling 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K. The crisis text line can be reached by texting the word LISTEN to 741741. Community information and referral services are available by dialing 211 or visiting 211.org. And the Not My Kid text line can be reached by texting the word QUESTION to area code 602-580-0665. Once again, text the word QUESTION to area code 602-580-0665. We hope you've enjoyed this episode on self-care and the eight dimensions of personal wellness. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy Win This Year, please be sure to subscribe, share, and spread the word. Win This Year can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and nearly every other mainstream podcast outlet. If you have questions or concerns, would like to suggest a guest or a topic for a future episode, email us at winthisyear at notmykid.org win this year at notmykid.org. As always, all links mentioned in this episode will be in the show notes, along with all the links for Not My Kid's social media. I'm Shane Watson, public information officer and prevention specialist for Not My Kid. Thank you again for listening to Win This Year.